Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm great. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. The weeks are just flying by. I mean, I think I say that a lot, but I just feel like the time is just flying. It's almost the middle of April and it was just our birthdays. Old people say, I mean, old people like us. us. (laughs) Old people is us. Old people. (laughs) But they they say whoever they is, the older you get, the faster time goes. I feel it. Yeah, so um, we're we're feeling that phenomenon. So what are you loving this week? What am I loving this week? So as you all know, Maddie and I just recently celebrated our birthdays. And Maddie always gets on here and talks about... Uh-oh. <laughs> Maddie always gets on here and talks about how uh, I am a very um, like thoughtful gift giver. And for this birthday, Maddie, I mean, not that she's not, hasn't always been a thoughtful gift giver, but I really love the gift that she got me and I've been using it this week. So she got me this designer backpack. Um, I have been talking about taking a backpack and not bags into this new season of my life, chapter 40. And it was just the, the perfect gift. It's small enough to just grab and go. You can only take what you need. And that's what I'm trying to do in this new season of life. So I just wanted to celebrate Maddie for Aww. just loving on me. Um, you know, I love you, but um, I just love that gift. So that's what I'm loving this week. Yeah, yeah, we had to do it big for 40. We had to do luxury, honey. I'm going to tell y'all, she did it big. I was like, um, did you mean to be this overly generous? Like, (laughs) but no, I I appreciate it. So y'all, before this pandemic, Tennille said she was going to have us flying to, where are we supposed to go? Tahiti? Well, I had a lot of places. Bali. I wanted to go to Zanzibar. I had a whole list. So truth be told, (laughs) this designer bag was just a fraction of the money that God saved me from what I would have had to put out for this non-pandemic birthday. That is true. So there are some blessings in the panorama. (laughs) No, we still going to take our trip. We still going to take our trip. Yeah, but that's what I'm loving this week. What about you? I, so mine is like so low key. I should have went first. Um, I am loving the San Pellegrino Momenti drinks. Ooh. So the San Pellegrino has like these fruit juice drinks. That's I guess that's just like the original, and they're kind of like fruit sodas basically, um, but a little too sweet for me. And then they have something called the Essenza, which is like you know them drinks like Lacroix, where it's basically just oh, yeah. water with water. Like, the, the smell of fruit. That Don't doesn't do that. <laughs> that sense essenza. So this momenti is perfect. It's like a splash of fruit juice in sparkling water, mm. which is actually how I make my sparkling water anyway with a splash of fruit juice. I don't like super sweet stuff. So I love it. It's expensive, but um I like it. I like the cans. It's super cute if you're starting to do some summer gathering or picnics um or some little backyard soirees. Super cute cans, really pretty design, and um, they're only like 30 calories or something. So that's what I'm loving. Try that out because I just started trying Buble 
Blackberry, which I didn't really like it. So I am on a quest to try to find like some sparkly drinks that I can replace soda with because you all, I am a soda person. Sorry. Yeah, she's a soda person. Um, But I am trying to find some other options. So maybe I'll try that and and see. The other thing that I'm going to get into for this spring summer season is spritzers, like Mm. wine spritzers. I want to create my own. So if you all have any spritzer recipes that you love, send them my way. We could probably do this momenti and splash a little. Prosecco. Right? And some Hmm. fruit. Yeah. Me and Tanil will work on this and get back to (laughs) y'all. the love madden summer switzer yes i love that all right so speaking of um she's already in the summer but speaking of seasons i want to say happy spring to everybody as you guys know we are talking about fresh starts all april long um we actually kicked off the april series with a girl chat with tenille when our host became our guest um, and we talked about the what the what is hopeful expectations um and so now we're going to spend the next three episodes or so unpacking the how with some of our girl, good girlfriends, starting with today's episode. So welcome to season three, episode 10, Rest and Reset with Michelle Niche McKinney. Yes. And so before I welcome our guests to the table, I have to say, ladies, and we always say this, be careful what you ask for, because on that hopeful expectations episode last week, I talked about how you can't be so tied to like what's at the end of the rainbow. And I just Mm. had that experience for myself. So Mm. it was just like a a reinforcement to me that just go along with the journey, be hopeful, all those things. But again, you cannot predict what's going to be. Is it going to be a pot of gold or something else at the end of that rainbow? I just felt the need to share that and reiterate that again. That's good. That's good. For today, I am so excited to welcome our good girlfriend, our coach, our accountability partner. Um, She's so much to us and to many other women around um, the DMV and the world. And, you know, I expect so many great things from her internationally and globally Mm -hmm. and all of those things. So, Today, I'm welcoming to the table Michelle Mish McKinney. Michelle is the coach and dream architect behind the lifestyle brand Sundays with Mish. She helps women unapologetically live out their God-given and wildest dreams while juggling the demands of life. Mish launched her business knowing that this was God's big dream for her. It was the perfect intersection of her entrepreneurial roots as a child which were strong people skills and her understandings of systems, infrastructure, and organization in the corporate world. She is fascinated by merging those things and helping women just birth their dreams. So we're super excited to welcome Mish to the Love Madden podcast. Hey, girl. Hey. Welcome. Hey, girl. Listen, I feel like I got welcomed to a table. I'm like, dang. The number of people who come on here and say, Mama, I made it. Is that cracks me up. You guys, these are like really our friends. And like our friends are so good about like sizing us and boosting us up. So right. I love that for us. It's all true. It's all true. So welcome to the show, Mish. Um, you already know the format, so we're going to dive right in with our background questions. We're going to keep it kind of soft to start. So if you had to describe yourself, you, 
Michelle McKenney, not what you do, but who you are in a few sentences, what would you say? Man, okay, so you, you got me really good because I was about to talk about what I do, right? <laughs> That's what we do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, I am a compassionate person that just, I, I light up just seeing other people just live out their dreams. That is like at the heart of who I am. And I, it's hard for me to say who I am without saying kind of what I do, because <laughs> even in, in that space, the doing part is that I'm just like a, a champion of people's dreams. Like I I really embrace and love that space of, come on, let's go do it. Let's, 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 let's see what's possible and let's go make that happen. So yeah. That's who I am. We love that. You are a very compassionate, um, compassionate human being. Yeah. So our next question is, Love Madden is all centered around healing through hospitality. So we want to know, what does healing through hospitality mean to you? How do you believe we grow as individuals through how we relate to others? You know what? This, what I have come to know even more, especially more recently, Um, But I knew it before is that I cannot heal through hospitality without my tribe and my advisors. Like it's impossible. Like the things that we go through in our life, you know, just the things that get thrown our way. I think it's just so difficult to do life without having a tribe of people. And your tribe might be like two people or might be 20 people. Like, I think I have like a relatively large tribe. It just depends on how deep we going to go. And so it is impossible for me not to do this work without my tribe, you know, the healing that my own journey that I have to go through and experience. That's golden. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know this, but that's how Love Madden came about. I mean, even Mm -hmm. our group, we talk about our accountability group a lot on this um, show and Michelle is um, not just a member of the accountability group, but she was really the person who brought that group of women together initially. Mm -hmm. And we have been through so many um, life seasons and changes Mm -hmm. together. And we have done a lot of healing work within that circle. Um, And Love Madden was really birthed out of my experiences with that group of women and with my wife tribe that I always talk about because it was Mm -hmm. so much healing that happened at my old farm wood table that I'm never going to get rid of. The healing table, table. it's it's been downgraded to the basement, but I still have it. (laughs) People get a little money and they got to, you know, downgrade the table to the basement. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Went on up like the Jeffersons. Okay, so now, Michelle, we're going to go a level deeper and we're going to talk a little bit more about your work. Um, And we can already hear how passionate you are. You already started to, to step into that for us. So tell us, what do you do? Tell us, what is your occupation? And so, as you know, as we say here on the show, if you had to explain it to an elementary age child, so take away mm-hmm. all the fluffy words and buzzwords. And if you had to e- express this and explain what you do to a fifth grader, mm-hmm. uh, which you have a little one right around that realm, so you can probably do. do this pretty easily. How mm-hmm. would you describe what you do? Okay. So I, I don't want to leave out one part of what I do to just share one part of it, another part. Because I think it's important for even a fifth grader to know that you can do multiple things in your life, that you don't have to be relegated to just one thing, right? And so during the day, for the most part, um, I work in a company that helps executives 
to do their work. So I'm their assistant. So if as a fifth grader, if you were to think about, you know, basketball and there's somebody that is the assist, I'm the assist for that person, right? So I'm the Scotty Pippen, although a fifth grader at this yeah. point probably <laughs> Scotty Pippen is. Ancient but, history. Like, you don't know. Like, but, I have to go um, to Google. Right. But let's just pretend they know that I'm a Scotty Pippen to the Michael Jordan, you know, in the corporate world. Um, and so that's part of what I do. The other side of it is that I've been able to transition that work into my own business and that instead of helping executives exclusively in that space, now I get to do this incredible work where I help women to live out their dreams. Like, what is it that you want to do and how do we get there while you juggle all the other stuff that's on your plate? So that's the very boiled down version of it. Nice. Yeah, we love that. And we also love... Um, figuring out how people have connected the dots to how they are where they are today. So the next question is, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about your own personal story and upbringing and how it has impacted how you show up in the world today. Ooh, we about to go all the way in. Maddie is like sipping tea. So we about to just jump high dive right on in here. I don't have tea. I have like ice water, but I'm gonna pretend like it's tea because y'all gonna get my tea right now. So I think, you know, for me, where I am right now is a result of my journey overall and the work that I do. I think it's also akin to the trauma that I experienced as a child. And um, having been a person who my mom passed away when I was turning five, she was in an abusive relationship with my dad. And there was just a lot of reconciling that I had to do. And at the time, my mom didn't have a will. And because my mom didn't have a will, my brother and I, we kind of went our separate ways. The way that showed up for me is that I went into this people-pleasing mode of always wanting to make everybody happy. I wanted to perform. I wanted to get the good grades. I wanted to be the the straight-A student. I wanted to help with the dishes. I wanted to do all the things so that I wouldn't be disposed of and have to bounce around to different families, right? Which was, in, in some ways, my brother's experience, right? And so that was how I showed up. And so I hid who I was as a person to be able to create what I thought other people wanted, right? And so even in this work that I do now with Dreams Unleashed, that's what I challenge women to do is let's not perform for what other people want you to live. Let's not curate a dream that is specific to what will make the people applaud. Let's create what really is at the heart of who you are. Let's discover who you are, who God innately created you to be so that you can do that work and so that you can feel a fulfillment that goes beyond the applause of people that at the end of the day, when you're waking up in the morning, you have to go to this place. You're not like, here I go again because of this other life I've built to satisfy Mm. people. I want to live out a life that is unique to me. Mm. That is so freeing. And I think that even if the actual details of this story might vary and will vary for all of us, um, the reason we ask this question is because our childhood matters so much Mm -hmm. and it plays so much into how we show up. And um, that paired with our gifts is really where I think our mission resides. Nothing, as Tennille Tennille so eloquently put it, nothing is wasted. Nothing that we have experienced, whether it's traumatic or otherwise, is ever wasted. It's always working Mm -hmm. together for our good and for for the good of those around us. So thank you for sharing that um, 
with us, Michelle. I know a lot of people who are listening probably already know Michelle or they think they know Michelle, but y'all are getting to getting to know a little bit more about her. Okay. Um, question number three is under this uh, subsection is how and when did you know, when did you decide to align um, sort of your purpose, your lived experience with where you are now as a business? So tell us a little bit more about um, Dreams Unleashed and about mm-hmm. now Sundays with Mish and how mm-hmm. you got here. Like, how did you pull all of your executive experiences you mm-hmm. talked about with the fifth graders and your life experiences you just shared with us? When did you know to bring those things together? So, you know, I think sometimes when life is shifting, we have a tendency, including myself, to want to hold on to what was. And I was in a space where the job that I was at, they were doing some layoffs and just different things. And so I decided to take a package and say, you know what, if I'm ever going to do this, let me really go ahead and do it. And around that same time, I was already doing some coaching with a gentleman by the name of Ben Arment and trying if he has a book called Dream Year. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to figure out, okay, so if I if I am going to do this thing, what is it that I want to do? Um, It was interesting because his thought was that I was going to do this like executive assistant sort of coaching business. But that really wasn't in my wheelhouse in terms of what excited me and made my eyes light up. And so what naturally came to me was, you know what, it was sort of like that still small voice that, you know, older people talk about. And like y'all said, we are older people. We are the older people. (laughs) We are the older people. (laughs) Now I'm saying it. (laughs) But as older people, but that still small voice that was like, listen, you've been doing this work for executives for a really long time and walking along with them. And because the work that I do with executive assistants, it's not as with an executive, it's not just, okay, let me schedule your meetings. It's really strategic. I really carved out this niche that is, what is the vision? Where are you trying to go? And how Mm -hmm. can I help you get from here to there? At the end of the day, in terms of, if I had to sum up really this body of work that God has called me to, because at any point he could change it and it can shift from women to children to anything, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But my clear purpose of what I'm supposed to help people to do is get from here to there. Mm-hmm. And so in that work and doing it for executives for so many years, I felt that still small voice was like, listen, you've been doing this work with executives for a really long time. I want you to be able to take that same skill set and that passion and that know-how and that experience. And I want you to help women to figure out and strategize how do they get from here to there. Women who are stuck and are nurturing everybody else's dreams and putting theirs on the back burner apply that same skill set and that coaching and all that kind of stuff. And you may not know, you know, cause at that time I didn't know how it was going to work out because you and that, uh, you and uh, Tanil were like clients. Like when I was first starting, like, y'all were like the OGs or the OGs, like trying to figure this stuff up, figure this stuff out. And so just walking through that to see where I started and even where I am today, it looks a bit different, but the main thing was it was time for me to move based on him saying it's time. Yeah, that that is really good. And we always talk about on this show how you have to move when God says move. And our girl Summer says slow obedience is disobedience, (laughs) which is so, so, so good. And it's like I'm I'm here. Sorry, I'm hearing this theme. Right. Lovey came and talked about the moment and it was, uh, you know, a, a a poor experience at her job and started mm-hmm. digging into her writing. Rashida came and talked about, you know, her moment. And so I'm like, hmm, when mm-hmm. am I 
when am I going to know when my moment is? I, I feel oh. like I'm in the space, but I'm just kind of like, or did the, or do y'all feel, did y'all feel this like, I, all of you kind of said like, it wasn't like 100% sure, but it was, there was a little trepidation, but all of you kind of said like, I knew, you know, like Ooh. I knew this was my moment. Um, yeah. And I've made some jumps and some leaps and, and done some things where I, I knew, but I'm not a hundred percent there. And I'm trying to tease out how much of this is being smart and strategic um, about what's next and how much of this is rooted in like uncertainty. I don't know. So just like the listeners are trying to pull and grasp, mm -hmm. I'm doing the same thing, just learning from others and trying to um, decipher for myself. So I, I love hearing about people and knowing when their kind of moment was. And also it's not just one moment. Yeah, you know, that's people have a series too. of moments, yeah, yeah. right? Absolutely. So that's another thing. It's not always this taking a leap off the cliff kind yeah. of for everybody. So that, you know, that's another thing I'm learning. And let me, let me say, you know, I, I love that you pulled that out, Maddie, because I think sometimes we think there's going to be this big moment, right? And so for people of faith, you know, and I know we, call, we all come from different backgrounds, that sometimes you'll think that God is going to crack the sky open and be like, mm. now is your time. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't happen like that. For most people, it doesn't. I think there are some people that maybe it does, but for most people, it doesn't. For me, where I've known that it may, I may not know the exact, like at 1053, now's your moment, right? But I always know when it's my season of a moment. I mm -hmm. always know, right? And I feel like God gives me grace in that season yeah. because what ends up happening first is that there's usually an untethering in my spirit, so to speak, where I become dis, um, dis not disenchanted, but just um, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I don't feel resolved where I am. Yeah. I feel God, the way that I've explained it before is that the same way that you would do with a plant, if you're going to transplant a plant, you don't just yank it up out the ground. You go down into the soil, into the richness of it, and then you gently start pulling at the roots, right? Mm -hmm. So that the roots can get untethered to the soil that it's been in for so mm. long. And then before you even move that plant, whoever is doing the potting goes to the other place and starts to prepare that place before you make the transition and move. Right. So I think the way that that shows up for me and I think for other people is that you will start feeling unsettled. Yes. You'll start things that you used to be able to give grace for like your coworkers that, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, that's just Tiffany having a bad day. Right. <laughs> you good girl. You want me to get you some coffee? There are just certain things that you had the grace to be able to manage through that will start to irritate you to the point of no return. Mm -hmm. It is that kind of space, right? And so you start to feel it. And so I feel that's your untethering moment where mm -hmm. it's not time yet. It's not time. So don't jump ahead of the time. Mm -hmm. So you'll get that untethering. But when it's time, it's sort of like a director in a, in a theater will say, now it's your cue. You'll see the door open. And in that time when the door is opening, then it's like, now it's your time to move. I was just preparing you before. Mm. Mm. I, and I was hoping you would say that when I left, a lot of you guys know I left, um, I had a, a good government job and <laughs> I took <laughs> maybe like a 40% um, cut in pay to take another position. And it was Michelle who was like, 
I, who first of all who told me about the 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 next position that I that I got to and I was like oh no I don't, I don't think that's gonna work for me um and she was like well you'll know because there you won't have any more grace left in the place that you're at mm. and so I left um my position that I was in I had just gotten a promotion I was like the golden child I was you know doing well people loved me I was a young up-and-coming person in management and it's like Mason Betha. I left at the height of the, you know. <laughs> and, and so I heard Jennifer come on and say, you know, she was laid off and and there were and and Michelle said they were there were things, you know, um they were offering severance packages and Lovey said that they were taking making cuts and she got fired. And so my story wasn't necessarily like that. Um but I think hearing the way that Michelle just captured it now is really valuable because that's how she shared it with me when I was going okay. through it. And it, mm -hmm. it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. Like I'm so happy in the space that I'm in now. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. So I, I, I wanted to extract that nugget for the people who are trying to figure out mm -hmm. what season they're in and what their next might look like. Very good. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was really good. And so you've done a lot. Um, and experienced a lot, Michelle, both professionally and personally. So the next question is, what would you say is the greatest personal lesson that you've learned from the journey as it relates to transformation, which is mm -hmm. a space we know you're in now, resetting and restarting? Yeah. Ooh, I told y'all deep diving with these questions and I love it because I, I love being able to have transparent, authentic girlfriend chat, right? Because I, yes. I think that's how we grow. I think sometimes we can be so surface, mm -hmm. which there's a time and a place for that. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also great opportunity for us to like deep dive, like, girl, for real, tell me how you, you know, how you making it through, right? Mm -hmm. So for those, there are, of course, some who do know kind of what my story is currently, but for those who don't know, um, I, I have... I recently went through a divorce last year um, and it was a difficult transition, um, but it was the right decision for me. Right. And so even with that, you know, in terms of the lesson that I know to be true for me in life is that I'm not afraid of starting over. I'm really not afraid of starting over. And I mm -hmm. think if I draw, not I think I know when I draw from the old experience of childhood and having to start over after the death of my mom and then later the death of my dad and just so much stuff. There have been times I've had to start over in life. And what I know about God is that his receipts are so good. Hmm. Every single time in the course of my life, when I've had to start over, I don't start, I might have to start over and it may be, I might be at zero, but he always upgrades me every mm. single time. I have, I have looked, if I look over my life and I see the progression of where I was and where I am now, it, the, the nights, the transition may have been hard and I didn't know how I was going to make it, but to see the elevation and not mm. just material things, but even my character of who I am and my growth, that has been huge for me. So I'm not afraid of starting over, right? And so that's been a major piece because you never know when you might have to start over mm. because if you, if we stay so tethered to what I have and what I've collected, mm. you will not be available for new opportunities that God may want to present your way because you're so tethered to what you have accumulated over time. And mm. that can be really challenging. And so, you know, we've talked about having a palms up approach, right? Mm -hmm. um, and being able to be open to what God wants to do next. And so in that starting over space, the two things that I have found that are helpful for me 
is that I have to have a support system, like a really good support system where I can be transparent because no joke, you know, going through the divorce space and for those who don't know the fullness of the story of it, you know, and I, it is what it is. So I'll share it here. And I, and just even in that, so people understand, I share the parts of the story that are okay to share because mm-hmm. it's not just my life. There was another Correctly. life that was attached yeah. to this and my, my kids as well, right? So what I can share is that in that sort of space of starting over, I really was starting from zero because mm-hmm. I was in a space where we had our family home. The family home wasn't necessarily the greatest space. I wasn't going to be making money off of selling the house, right? But I had to get the house sold. God showed favor and grace in making that happen. That ha- after that happened, I still didn't have a job. I had my business, but it wasn't enough to sustain three mm-hmm. children, two of which are in college mm-hmm. and one that's in elementary school. So there was no money there, right? There was the money that was coming in from the business, but not enough to like run a whole household by mm-hmm. myself at this mm-hmm. point, right? And didn't know where I was going to live because I had sold the house. So it's like, now I'm homeless. That's basically what it was. I was really homeless. It just so happened I had a really great gra- girlfriend named Daphne. And Daphne, when I was going through the transition and I explained to her kind of what this is, what my life is, she said, listen, if you ever need a space to stay, you can come to my house. And she really meant it. And because I don't, I'm a type of person, just like many women, perhaps people who are listening, you don't ever want to be a burden on other people. Mm-hmm. You often won't ask for what you really need. Mm-hmm. And so my thought was, girl, all right, I'll come stay for like three weeks. She was like, yeah, okay, three weeks. <laughs> and three weeks ended up going from August, the first of August, all the way through Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so Daphne ended up introducing me to a person at the job that she was working with put in a word for me. I still had to do the interview process, mm-hmm. started working with that executive. So then now I got to have a job right mm. now. I can take care of my kids, mm. but I'm still living with somebody else. So even in that, that process, I had to be able to be willing to let go of everything that was yes. and that God was going to do what he had always done and rebuild for me and my family. Mm. Again. And he has done that. And so much more, like when I sit and look at my life now, I'm like, good Lord, this, this is living like this, this is what we were doing, God. And I'm not saying from a space of I advocate divorce and things like that. What I do advocate is that you have to know what's best for you and Mm. your situation. And so in that space, being able to have a great support system that when I finally did move into this amazing house that I have, I have girlfriends send me a text message like, hey, you got another Target pickup. And it was towels or it was laundry detergent. It was toilet paper. It was whatever it was, right? And then to be able to have like Rashida have this amazing blessing that came her way with Home Depot. And they were like, we're going to totally redo, like we're going to do your whole room, this, that, and the other. So to have that stuff to build me and then to see how God's sustaining me and I want for nothing. Mm. Like to be able to not just, I'm in a space now, last thing I'll say about it, before in the the years of my marriage, I struggled a lot financially, right? To now be in a space because I was so afraid of God, will I be able to take care of me and my kids? Mm -hmm. To be in a space now where it's like, not only can I pay my bills, I have money in savings that I never right? That I'm like in like, I always, I want to be in a comic club with money in my savings where I don't have to worry about something. Money is not the issue. To see where I am now, that's why I say, I'm not afraid of starting over. God's receipts are good. Get a great support system. And at the end of the day, just get moving on what you know you got to do. Mm, that is so, 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 so good. So good. 
So God's good. receipts are always going to come back good on good yes. for you. That oh, is, yes. is so true. And like you said, Michelle, we have to be willing to let go of the things that we have achieved, the places where we feel comfortable, um, what's familiar to us, because God potentially has so much on the mm-hmm. other side of those things. Mm-hmm. But if we just hold on to it so tightly, we'll never experience those other things. And so mm-hmm. I love that um, you know point that you made about just being willing to, to let it all fall by the wayside, knowing that God is a restorer and he's going to do above and abundantly all that, we could, yes. Yes, all that we could think or ever imagine. And yeah. so we have to just be faithful and have hope in that. Um, the next question is we wait, often wait. get... Qu- oh, before, go before, before you go to the next question, I want to just like dig in just a little bit um, okay. deeper here. So Michelle has been talking, for those of you who follow her, for those of you who don't, we'll let you know how you can follow her in a minute. But for those of you who follow or who are connected with her in some way, she's been in this space of asking God to give her greater, give mm. me greater. That's mm-hmm. something that I've heard <laughs> a lot from Michelle, right? And... um I've been really reflective on as well. We have a, Michelle and I have a special um, relationship. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we sew into one another in like in very like personal, like intimate yeah. ways. And so um, I've been reflecting on that a lot. And I love the, the truth telling in your story, because mm-hmm. when you say, give me greater, you didn't just take us to the greater part of asking God to give you greater is to be willing to do what it takes yeah. um, to get there. And so I'm going to talk about this a little bit today in a word with Madden, but even when we look at at Christ as an example, in order for us to get to greater, right, you have to die to the old things and the old ways. And so we don't like to, when we talk about weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, we try to put the exclamation part on the joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. We don't know how long that night might be. When when Rashida was on and talked about long suffering we don't want to we don't want to talk about that part but there's so much richness and beauty and goodness in the in the in the in the suffering our our next um guest um is going to be Laura Casey of Cultivate Mm -hmm. What Matters. And she Mm -hmm. talks a lot about a seed, a tiny little seed having Mm -hmm. to go into the soil where it's Mm. dark and scary and Mm -hmm. and and isolated. But when it's in the soil, it's being fed, right? There's Mm -hmm. so much richness. Mm -hmm. And only when it goes into that dark place is that seed able to bust open, right? Which is which is a painful experience, but then what grows out of it? A huge oak tree or a huge apple tree yeah. and all the fruit that's provided mm-hmm. and the shade that's provided. But we never want to talk about being deep down in that soil. Mm-hmm. So Michelle, I I thank you for for talking about that point and that's um one of the things that I think is most important for our listeners to kind of hear and just hang on. Um mm-hmm. can you talk to us a little bit about the season of rest? Like, did you have mm-hmm. to pull back? Did you, yeah. it's not mm-hmm. like going into hiding, but did you ever mm-hmm. have to like unplug or mm-hmm. break away, not just from your ex-husband, but like, mm-hmm. were there other yokes yeah. or relationships that had to be broken? Were there things that you had to do to kind of um, go into the soil? Did you have to withdraw a little bit? Can you talk to us about that part? Cause we, we don't talk about that part. And yeah. that's the part I want us to talk about. Yep. No, listen, listen, as Maddie said, because we have this special relationship, Maddie knows, you know, about, you know, just the seasons. I'd be all in her business. (laughs) 
And I'd be calling her like, Maddie, what do you think? Maddie's that girlfriend. So they'll 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 tell you like, this is what it is. And so, yeah, so I'm in this season of rest right now. And so um, we happen to be recording this podcast during that season because I just happened to have a conversation about it. So it just made sense for us to do it, right? And this is talking to girlfriends anyway. So this is like rest too. Um, So in, in the season I'm in, I could feel that, there was some tension happening in me where I was not, I was, anxiety was growing a lot because I was just grappling with a lot of things, specifically with my kids. All three of my kids seem to have been at the same time going through something in their life, right? And my kids are incredible. You know, when I call them kids, they're two of them are adults. Um, They're incredible in that they don't demand over the years, have not demanded a lot from me, right? And that in many instances, my career, my stuff has often been on the front burner. And quite Mm -hmm. honestly, their dad has been a person who over the years in terms of basketball games, never missed any of that. Like that is, he is an amazing, amazing father, right? And so in that space, they've given me so much grace. But I could tell in this season that, and it was, I think it was you, Maddie, who said it during one of our accountability calls, just that, you know, part of this greater may have been spending time, more time with my kids Mm -hmm. and what I was going to get as a result of that. Right. And quite honestly, it has been, you know, sometimes we can go through things and not just we go through things, our family or our kids for me in this case can go through things. And in that, in this season, I just needed to be mom. Like Mm -hmm. I really needed to be mom. I am coach. I am executive assistant. I am sister. I am so many things to so many other people, but my kids only get this mom to be able to show up for them when they need it. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I also knew is that in order for me to show up fully as mom, I also needed to show up fully for myself. Mm. And that I, you all have said this for years, you know, back in um, uh, citrus and sugar days, you can't pour from an empty vessel, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You have to pour from the overflow. And so I knew in order to pour into them qualitatively, I had to also be pouring into myself because what was I going to give them if I didn't have anything to give to myself? And so feeling the anxiety and, you know, all that kind of stuff happening, I decided, you know what? Dreams Unleashed, Sundays with me, y'all gonna need a break for a minute. Mm -hmm. I need to take a break because I need to show up in this space. And I think that it's a good thing that we all give ourselves grace and that you understand the season that you are in. There are seasons that we'll have to run hard and there, you know, and we like hustling and we're getting it all done and we're everything to everybody. But you also have to understand when your season comes, just like if Jesus did it, when you got to pull away from the people, mm-hmm. because as women, we pour into people so freely, but we know the analogy of put the, the uh, mask on ourselves first in terms of the oxygen mask. So we don't, but don't, live it. don't do it. Yeah. We don't apply it. We know it. Like somebody starts saying it, we finish the statement for them, but it's like, are you really applying that? And I think if you haven't taken a rhythm of rest yet, I think you need to take a reflection to see have you overstayed your time in the hustle space? Mm. And I'm, I'm going to add a, a comma to that 
because I think that they're just like for those of you who exercise, not really me, but I'm trying. Yeah, there's something <laughs> called active rest. Like mm-hmm. um, with my exercise plan, I have active rest days where I might be walking, but I'm mm-hmm. not doing a high intensity workout, but I'm not just like sitting on my ass doing nothing. So mm-hmm. I feel like in our accountability group space, um, you're still at the table, but you've switched seats. And sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like we feel like either it's all or nothing. Either I'm at the head of the table or I just cannot be at the table because people already see me as the leader. They see me as the hostess. They see me as the planner. They see me as the executor. And I'm always that person. If we go out to eat with the group, Maddie's the one doing splitting the bill. If we're hosting something, it's going to be at Maddie's house. It's going to be. And I'm learning in this season and I've learned from watching you, Michelle. I can still be at the table literally and figuratively without having to be at the head of the table. And Tennille is always at the head of every table. I tell her this all the time, church, leadership, uh, class reunion, family reunion, maid of honor. She's always somebody's (laughs) leader, (laughs) rallying person. But Michelle, right now with our accountability group, you are still there in the group. And I think that the way that our group operated before it was dr- more draining for you because you were doing mm-hmm. so much to set us up yeah. and you were weaving it into your dreams unleashed work. You were using it as sort of a prototype for coaching. And yep. so you were not just, you're not really part of the group. You were almost operating with the coach hat on even amongst right. your girlfriends. Yeah. And now that summer has kind of said, Hey, I'm going to be at the helm of kind of keeping us together. I see Michelle in a different seat. So mm-hmm. she's an active rest. She's not mm-hmm. totally withdrawn. She's there but she's Mm -hmm. allowing herself to be poured into. So I just want to kind of say to people, you can still be there and you can switch seats. You can switch your hat. You can be in a different role and and people will adjust. Mm -hmm. And you know what, Maddie? I'm so glad you said that because that's a lesson I'm learning in other parts of my life too, because you can know that you need rest, but I think one of the biggest struggles I've had over the, the last year and a half, remember where I was talking about, you know, having your tribe and stuff like that is the first part I thought the lesson, I thought I was done with it, but guys like you're not done yet. I thought the first part of it was the completion in that I had to learn to re- to ask for and receive help. Right. I thought that was the end of the lesson of what me and God were doing. But now in this season, it's like, he's sending people to take care of me. Mm. And, it's a different sort of space. And at some ways it feels like not necessarily uncomfortable, but because I am a caretaker again, like many women are, but because of who I am, you know, in that, in loving to coach and all those things. And it's like, no, it's your turn, Michelle, to have, as you said, active rest. Mm -hmm. Is he sending different people, you know, girlfriends and others into my space to like, I got you, right? Mm -hmm. Just sit there. It's different because it's like, but no, you don't want me to do something. And it's like, no, I got you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, when you stop fighting it and you start receiving it, it mm. is for me in this season, it has been the most blessed gift to feel taken care of because for my entire lifetime, I have done so much. And I think that was how I felt like I earned my keep. Mm. And I think what God is trying to speak to me, among other things, is you don't have to do anything to earn your keep. Mm-hmm. I, your keep is with me right now. I just need you to be still and receive. Mm. Yeah. And and Tanil always talks about um, self-worth being a tied to achievement. 
And so mm-hmm. if I'm in a season where I don't feel like I'm achieving, do I feel less worthy Ooh, in that time? Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's talked about that a lot on this show mm-hmm. and in Citrus and Sugar. And it sounds like that's what I'm hearing you echoing as well, mm-hmm. Michelle. And a lot of us, that resonates. Um, and when you talk about people taking care of you, it's people that's not allowing their husbands to take care of them. Mm-hmm. They're not allowing their husbands to take care of their own daggone kids because they mm-hmm. feel like they need to be in control, be in charge, be the one achieving, because that's what makes you a good mom. That's what makes you lovable. Um, and so it's even in our, it's not even just in our girlfriend groups, but even in our most interpersonal relationships. And I, this has come to light in the pandemic for me, like allow this man to take care of his child, allow this man to right. take care of his home Absolutely. and allow him to take care of you. Um, why you always got to be the boss everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So well, that's a whole different podcast episode. Right, that's there, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be the first listener to that one because, child. Okay. Um, Tanil, you want to jump into the uh, last question for this section or you want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I could do okay. it. Okay. So we often get questions about starting over, which we've been talking about at length, um, and whether it's too late to hit the reset button. And we know that it's never too late. But mm-hmm. can you give our listeners just one or two key nuggets that might help them if they are considering? hitting the reset button. Yes. So I will say calling your alter ego, like Mm -hmm. who is your alter ego? So many years ago, of course, I love Beyonce. I learned that Beyonce's alter ego is who? Sasha Sasha Fierce. Fierce. (laughs) So I'm like, so Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. I have Mish, right? That's the space of who Mish is. When we think about Sundays with Mish, Mish is the person who I think I can say it on this podcast. I think I can. I can. Um, Mish is the person. Thank you. I have to ask sometimes. (laughs) But Mish is the person who she gets shit done. It is. She is the person who is very clear about her boundaries around peace and what she wants in her life. And so she is the alter ego that Michelle calls in. That's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Right. And Mish is like, scrap all that let's let's get to making this happen right and so if you don't have like an alter ego of some sort create one because sometimes you just need that other person that other of you to kind of push you past the fear and all the overthinking and all the things and I think we can get ourselves in that space where we think so we think so hard about stuff that we make no movement at all And so in terms of action, it's like, okay, well, if you won't do it, call in your alter ego and let her get this shit done. Mm. Tanil, do you have an alter ego? I think I do, but I don't know. Does my alter ego have a name? Hmm. We should name her. Listeners, you can can you help (laughs) us name Tanil's alter ego? I was trying to think, like, is T. Diddy my alter ego? But not really. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm, that's true. Okay. T Diddy is like my fun party. side, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. It's not really like the get shit done side. So yeah, I need a get shit done name. You yeah, gotta every, everybody think of your who your alter ego is and name <laughs> her. And we can talk about this on social. Like yeah, who yeah. is our alter mine is going is about to be money making Maddie because I'm tired of giving away all my everything. So <laughs> it's gonna be a price tag on some of this goodness. So that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be my like a, a, a stripper name. Money making Maddie sounds like uh but we need something like Money I don't Making know. Maddie, three M. You don't like it? 
Okay, three M maybe. I was talking to um Casey yesterday, and I was like, we cannot be giving away all our genius. So from now on, you cash money K, and I'm yes. money making Maddie. <laughs> I like that. I like cash money K. I like money making it's, Maddie too. I, but... I do too. Money yeah. making Maddie. Wait, I wish I wish people could see. I know this is so audible, but if y'all could have saw Maddie's shoulder lean in when she did the money making Maddie, <laughs> that's what it was like, I don't know, is that a stripper day? <laughs> Lean on into it. She's feeling money making Maddie. I am I I always talk about this fear fighter manual. It's so freeing. And I've just mm-hmm. been like, yeah, it's okay to monetize. Like, why are why are women taught to feel bad about wanting to make money? money it's not yeah. but people always misquote and say money is the root of all evil. No, it's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. So if you stay rooted in, you know where you're supposed to be, then you making money and being successful in that way is fine. So I'm just preaching to myself. All right. Now it's time for us to get to the core of it all. Um, So we're going to do a quick, quick round with this one. So this is our deeper dive question. Number one, Mish, what is the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? I think the, the lesson in learning that I can trust myself. You know, that mm-hmm. I can tell myself that I don't have to focus so much on getting it right. We grew up in these grading systems where it's like, okay, you get an A through a F or an E or whatever. And so we focus so much on, am I doing it right, that we don't do anything. And so I'm learning that I can trust myself. Mm, that's good. That is good. Next question in speed round. What's something that you're excited about? I'm excited about, you know, while this rest has been great, I'm excited about jumping back into my business with refresh and reset Mm. eyes. I'm really Mm. excited about the products and all the things that are coming ahead. So I can't wait. We're excited too. Mm. All right. Question number three is the stumper. Um, What is Mm. a failure or a setback? And it doesn't have to be recent because people can never Mm. think of a recent one. But what is a Mm. failure or a setback that you're actually really proud of? You know, so I'll, I'll parse this out just a second and just say that I won't say necessarily I'm proud of, but it's a setback that I'm proud of the results of mm-hmm. who I've come in it. So I'm proud of the fact that while divorce was not, you know, ideal, you know, you don't go into a marriage thinking that you're going to get divorced, mm-hmm. right? but I'm proud of the fact that I was able to make a decision for myself in spite of what other people outside of me, the life that they wanted me to live. And so I'm proud of the woman that I'm becoming and not having to worry and not having to overthink what other people think about the life that I'm living, that Mm -hmm. they don't live. (laughs) Oh, it's me. Sorry. Girl, I got so lost in the answer. (laughs) Y'all got to excuse me. I'm having a moment over here. All right. So the last question is, what is something you stand in need of right now or that you look forward to making happen for yourself? Standing in need of right now, I need um, people who will be like my bird chirpers, like, you know, word of mouth people about Mm. all the stuff that's coming out, like the products, the Anything that's getting ready to happen with Sundays with Mish, you know, staying, you know, to the gun with the newsletter that we have. That's where all the the uh, new information, all that kind of stuff comes out. But being able to share like, yo, she got these products and, you know, really champion it authentically, of course. But being able to not just do it for yourself, but be able to share it just like a great restaurant with those that you love and that you care about as well. 
Mm, yeah, that that means so much to like content creators and small business owners. Like if you love yeah. something someone's doing, amplify. It makes such mm-hmm. a world of difference. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. And when we talk about cheer squads, you know, yes, we want to hype up our friend, but we want to also, like you said, just shout it to the mountaintops. And so mm-hmm. you, it's just like you need an accountability group. I think you also need a cheer squad, people mm-hmm. who believe in who you are, what you do, and aren't afraid to share that with their the world. So mm-hmm. um, that's really good. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Thank me. you, Michelle. So b- before before we close out this section, you talked a little bit about your newsletter, and I don't want to forget. Can you tell us how people can subscribe to your newsletter, where they can find you online or in person or whatever? Like where, where, how can people find and connect with me when she gets out of this season of rest? Don't be bombarding her right now, y'all. <laughs> That's right. We're easing in. I'm easing slowly coming back in slowly. And so two spaces. It's on the website. You can sign up for the newsletter. Um, and it's www.sundays with the S at the end with Mish, M-I-C-H-E dot com. And then I always say the party is always happening over at Instagram, at least when I'm popping into the party. I'm popping in a little bit, but that my Instagram yes. handle is Michelle dot McKinney. Perfect. Um, all right. Sundays with Mish dot com and Michelle dot McKinney. Thank you, Michelle. We're so grateful. Yes. Um, you always drop so many gems. The women love you. We love you. So thank you for sharing your heart and your genius with us today. Yeah. And thank you for always being so honest. Um, it makes a big difference. So we're we're really grateful for your honesty and your vulnerability. Um, we're yeah. grateful. Okay. You. We love you too. And now it's time for a word with Madden. So this week's scripture is from John chapter 11, verses 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe in this? So you guys know we're in the month of April and, um, my thought is this. I have been reflecting a lot on Resurrection Sunday. We just, you know, celebrated Easter and did all of the cute things. But I've been in this Lenten season really thinking about what that means and how I can apply it to my life um, and what it means, not just in the historical context or the natural, but in the supernatural. So in the natural, we know that God incarnate lived amongst us and he worked tirelessly on his assignment, as we do gaining followers along the way, as we also do. Um, And we also know that he faced opposition and that ultimately he was hurt, he was harmed, he was humiliated, and he was left for dead. That's the part that we don't always talk about, right? But God, but God, in the supernatural, what his opposition did to stop him And this assignment that he was given by God actually ended up being the biggest setup for a comeback in the history of the world. And what even his followers thought was the end, those who were following him um, and were sitting at his feet and under his tutelage, even what they thought was the end, those closest to him, was really just the beginning. God knew what even they didn't know. We know that in the supernatural, he would rise again and that would actually be the true beginning of his ministry. But first, he had to rest 
before he could reset. It took three days before Christ would rise again, reset, and restart his eternal ministry. Christ, who is bigger, greater, and more glorious than we could ever even aspire to be. So let this be a lesson to you and to me. If you're in a season where you feel like the opposition may have gotten the best of you, if you feel like your assignment is dead, um, be inspired not just by the natural, but by the supernatural and take time first to rest and then to reset. So here's our practice for the week. Create intentional rest through a weekly Sabbath. Depending on how your life and schedule are set up, this might not be on Sunday or this might not be on Saturdays, and that's okay. Just make the time and the space to rest as a ritual and then honor that commitment so you can come back fresh every single week. And that's your word with Madden. And now it's time for the question of the episode. All right, so this week's question is a two-parter. The first part is, what is a season in life when you had to rest before a reset? And then the second part is, and is there an upcoming opportunity for you to do that before beginning something new? So, Michelle, we will start with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so hard. So I think probably still the season that I'm in, you know, mm-hmm. last year is that, you know, just that opportunity to be able to rest and how good it feels to even now start some rituals mm-hmm. that trigger my rest. Um, so I think it's kind of I think it's all encompassing of, of what we talked about is, mm-hmm. is just the exact space that I'm in right now. Mm. And then do you have a, a upcoming an opportunity where you could rest before you reset? Or is that your answer to both? That's your recent one and that's your upcoming one. Yeah, I think it's all of it because I think You're when in I it. come out of it, I'm okay. in it. Because I think when I come out of it now, I think I'm getting, I'll be gearing up for some hustle. However, yeah. the difference that I will take with me is that instead of running hard for long periods of time, I'm going to start interweaving rest in the run of the week also. Mm, mm, yeah. Yeah. And I piece. think it goes back to what Maddie was talking about earlier about active rest. So mm-hmm. even if you think about a marathon runner, there are portions of the marathon where the runner is running, but not as maybe hard or mm. giving it as much energy as mm-hmm. certain other parts of the 26.2 miles. I don't think I would ever do a marathon. <laughs> don't speak that. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but don't know. it's not it's not in the current plans. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's good. You have to take that. You can still have periods of active rest in the midst of the hustle. Mm-hmm. All right, Maddie, what about you? So I would say that uh, a big season in life where I had to rest before the reset was uh, the third trimester of pregnancy. I got sat down because <laughs> I was just so daggone big <laughs> and tired. Um, but when I think back, I'm like, oh, this is all part of God's plan. Like he has you, you know, at the at the end of that season because you need to gear up and save up your energy for the next season. So you naturally want to nest and and get things ready and stay in the house. And so that was an experience where this busy, active person was like, hmm, I just want to like be home and get my little cocoon together. And the reset was motherhood. Um, 
That was a a huge, great assignment that I needed to rest before. Mm -hmm. And how I plan on um, doing this in uh, upcoming opportunity is you guys know that every quarter I come out with a series. So the Hope series, um, as you guys know, actually uh, goes live to the general public today. So if you guys are subscribed and everything, you already are in. But um, if you're just following on social and not getting the emails shame on you. Um, But you will now get all the information about the Hope Series, which launches on May 1st. So you guys know I do one every quarter, but this year I'm not going to do one in quarter four. So we'll have one more series um, before the end of the year, which will be in Q3. And then we're going to take a break. So that's going to allow me to get ready for the big reset, which is going to be in 2022 for what the future of Love Madden looks like. And I need time to work on it and prepare for it and just mentally um, be in that space because I've got some really exciting, juicy things coming up. So that is my planned uh, season of rest from a business perspective. Tanil, what about you? So a prior uh, season in my life where I had to rest before the reset was I had, you know, moved to Chicago to take a new job and um, had been there for, I think, about three years and was preparing to come back home to take another job. And there was a lot of, um, I was going to say trauma associated with the end of that experience, professional experience in Chicago, that I really just needed a season of rest. Um, before I started the next opportunity. And so I did my first solo trip mm-hmm. and had an amazing time, but then also took, you know, a month off before starting um, my new professional opportunity. And it just gave me a chance to reflect and recharge and do all of the things that you need to do, even to heal a little bit before I moved into the next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and something currently, or, you know, that I see upcoming that I'm going to need a period of rest in. Um, you know, I'm on this journey to motherhood and I think that the rest is, um, definitely needed before the journey. And I'm in a place now where now that my birthday's over and I've done, finished all the planning for that, I really just want to take some time to prepare my heart and my mind for the journey that is to come. And really that can only happen in a place of rest. So that is where I am in this upcoming season. Amen and amen. Michelle, thank you again for joining us yes, and for being so open you, with yes. us. I know that this is going to bless a lot of people. So even in your season of rest, you are still on assignment. I love you. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> All right, ladies. All right, guys. Love y'all. We'll talk to you on the other side. Bye. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. And connect with me at Tanil Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E Daniels.